Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On Real Adventures, it's time to get all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. It's time for All Aboard. Thanks to Dometic, mobile living made easy. Whether you're on the road or out at sea, Dometic has you covered. Our special guest this morning is none other than the chef at the Geelong Footy Club. Been Ado. excited for Ado, haven't oh, you? Oh, very excited for Ado. Ado Millman. Good morning, Ado. Morning, Paddy. How are you, mate? Going well. Now, Ado, this morning we want to bust a few myths around um, preparation when it comes to cooking fish and some of the fears, I think, people have when preparing fish but before we get into that a little bit of background on yourself you grew up in the Colac region of fish a lot down there um, so it's not just something you, you don't just spend time preparing fish you love fishing itself don't you yeah yeah but a lot of people don't know but I was you know just outside of my apprenticeship I was uh, fortunate enough to work for Jean-Jacques who then was in the mid 80s perhaps the best seafood chef in Australia so through his techniques and preparation and um, uh, just just awareness of the species of fish and that, I was lucky to have learnt from him. So the simplicity of that it sort of applies to me today. So, yeah, I'm quite lucky to have had him on my life, yeah. Now, a, a big fish that's topical at the moment, but one that is really difficult for a lot of people to understand the preparation that goes into preparing it is tuna we're seeing great catches at the moment redmond right through yeah, southern Portland, yep. southern australia um how do you prepare tuna um people talk about you know icing it and cooling it as quickly as you possibly can but when it comes to preparation what are the keys that you look for, for sashimi and for a cooked meal too because yep. uh, i'm not a big sashimi eater so if you could cover both eight oh that'd be absolutely unreal okay for one for one we'll start it's caught it's in the boat it's it's bled, it's gutted, it's iced, right? Pretty much. Yep. Now, I think what a lot of people do wrong is that in terms of the larger of the animal, let's say a body of beef or a body of lamb, they will hang that for a week for it to set. Now, small fish is sort of okay, you know, to fill it sort of that day, but a tuna itself should really theoretically be, you know, at that three degrees in the refrigerator after that for a few days for it to set. So when it's filleted, it's it's feathering off the bone really easy. The actual meat itself is firmer. So if, uh, what I see is a lot of people filleting on the table when the fish is warm. It curls, it's sort of um, a bit jellyfied and that. So, you know, there there is nothing sort of wrong with that, but to do it and let it rest is, is far better. So to me, that's, that's, um, you've got a really good fillet of tuna then. And then um, you can, the sashimi side of that, a good aged 
soy cutting it quite thin. I was in Japan a few years ago, and they cut their tuna a little bit thicker. They have a nice soyan um, with a little bit of wasabi. Um, I won't get into that, but it's very hard to find true wasabi in Australia. It's Really, it's a mixture of just horseradish and... Um, uh, yeah, another another ingredient. Yeah, I'll do so, that in a minute. So, Ado, a lot of people would think if you're going to sashimi fish, you've got to just do it straight away and cut it straight off the fish as fresh as you possibly can. So that's not the case. You actually want to um, let it set almost for a few days and then yeah, definitely. cut it up. Yeah, the shelf lot, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so... It's letting that set and then just... Uh, but there's nothing wrong. You, you can eat. There's, there's nothing wrong but to have that, that, that quality of that. So the good chefs in Japan actually let that fillet rest. You know, it will it will actually... That fish will, let's say it's caught in Okinawa, it will go to the Tokyo markets. And before it actually hits the table of that uh, filleting from that chef, that's, that's three days old already. So um, that fish is nice and set, and then uh, of which they then um, uh, get their good sashimi fish. Like like in our waters, we'd be having uh, yellowtail kingfish now. That's beautiful. Like even blue-eyed traveller. They're, they're good sashimi fish, and we we can readily get those. So so the notion yeah, and around even, even our salmon. So the yeah. notion around fresh fish, that's not a totally accurate saying, Ben. No, no, it can be, we can eat too fresh. So in terms of restraint, we should actually be, like, I remember at Jean-Jacques, like the whiting would come in, um, you know, from a fisherman in the back, back door. We would scale that, but we would just leave that in the fridge for a day. And then we would, like rigor mortis would set in, and then we would then fillet that, and, you know, you'd get a, a really good fillet. So as you know, if you catch a whiting straight from that, into the boat and fill it. It's going to curl a little bit, so it's um it's just just that preparation of of of, uh, of filleting, I suppose. But there is nothing wrong with fishermen doing that or anyone. But you know, I think that the, the best fillet you can actually get is that of a rested fish. Yeah. What about uh, when we're going to cook a bluefin tuna or a yellow uh, yellowtail kingfish? Something along those lines. A lot of people like it pink in the middle, like I like my steak. Now. How do you monitor the temperatures to keeping the even balance through that bit of flesh? Well, the the thickness of the steak should be like the width of, uh, say, a matchbox, right? Of which your fry pan is medium to high, uh, olive oil in that. Dust your fish with some just some plain flour, and then just throw that in. Get a nice golden brown of which and and. With like a steak, you let that rest, and you'll be finished with a beautiful medium fish. So, it's 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 got all the juices and everything locked in. And and the reason why um, it's cooked like that, it's because when it becomes dry, it's not as as um, uh, satisfying as that as of a, a, a medium medium rare sort of um, tuna steak. Yeah. Yeah. Ado, some of the most popular fish in Australia, whiting, snapper, 
Australian salmon, which are easier to catch. Just preparation tips around those fish. Let's start with Australian salmon, which a lot of people don't actually love eating. I'm a fan of it. Aaron, you're not. No, I'm not. No. But secrets to maximising the flavour of, of that specific fish? Well, well, that, that's a fish that should be eaten quite quick because it's quite a... Uh, it's an oily fish and like that of uh, sardines and things like that. So I like it caught, bled, and then either that day or that next day, um, cut it into chunks, leave it on the bone, just cut it into big chunks, flour it, uh, grill it, and um, whack it with some onions, tomatoes, salt, pepper, olive oil in, in the oven, cover that, and it falls off the bone, and it's the most... And then just hit that with a squeeze of lemon... It's the most beautiful fish to eat. And then it does sort of, it becomes a bit, uh, uh, what's the word? A, a couple of days later, it becomes a bit strong in its flavour, so it's best to be eaten quite fresh. Quickly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah but, but in terms of whiting and snapper and that, we, we have, we, and, and blue-eyed travella, there are, there are, there's an element that a lot of people don't think of, that in making a fish stock, they're the best bones to have so yep. from those white fish so they're, they're, that's a really good byproduct of your filling too which we yeah it's to make good risottos and fish stocks and soups and things like that yeah so yeah and I just and I got a quick one for you now I'm a qualified chef too, Pat, in my kitchen. In my kitchen, so uh, something that I something that I really enjoy cooking is a um, is a nice bit of gummy sharks, a nice bit of flake. Yep. Can you please take me through the secrets of getting a nice crispy batter? People really struggle bringing out the crispiness in a batter, like they have in a fish and chip shop. Can you please go through the temperatures, like setting your flour to the to the uh, putting in the freezer before you actually put the fish in it towards send it to the fry pan, like. How do you actually get the crispiness? You want to know all the secrets. Come on, mate. <laughs> well, well, there's no, and I'm going to share this, and this is mine, and it's foolproof, and it's that simple. It's it's unmuck up. You can't muck it up. I was going to use unmuck up, but it's not such a word. How much anyway, paper? We'll, how much paper do I need? This is eight. I'm writing it down. <laughs> no, it's only two things. Two ingredients. Right, two. It's water. It's water and self-raising flour, of self which you add a little bit of. Just let's say three cups of water to a bowl, cold water. You add a little bit of self-raising flour, whisking that till you get an oily consistency, like, um, yeah, to that of a, uh, so it coats your finger, right? Of which you've got your pan on, you've got some good oil in there, whether it's rice bran oil or sunflower oil, and then you flour your fillet of gummy shark, which is, uh, a thickness, say half the thickness of your finger, flour that, dip that in your batter, wipe that, the excess off, lay that into your pan, and that will crisp up and give you a really crisp, thin batter. And it, it doesn't actually hold oil either. So you've got a really clean, crispy, golden brown bit of uh, fish. Ado, thoughts, yeah. thoughts on uh, beer batters. Now, that's probably the most common thing. If you spoke to people that cooked, uh, anyone that cooked flake pack, they'd probably say, I'll oh, have beer battered, uh, beer battered flake. Thoughts on types of beers and the reason that they, people would use a beer? Yeah, just a paley type beer. You don't want it too strong because the, the, the thing that I've been taught about fish, you never overmask the flavour of the fish itself. So... The word restraint to me is probably the key thing in that 
to add too much, you're destroying that flavour and you're wrecking a really good piece of protein. So keep it simple. Just cook it in flour or poach it or whack it in the oven, but then add your lemon, salt and pepper and that sort of stuff to it last. But what I see people, and I've eaten, they, they crucify it with adding herbs that don't marry with that fish too. So tarragon is actually a very good fish and parsley to actually add to that but very other few herbs you know like so yeah there are um uh, the question you ask i got a little bit sidetracked from there no it's good i've been should, this is the most intrigued i've been since our, <laughs> our this is actually our hundredth show today pat it so is. this is on the most intrigued i've been in hundred shows i think well it's, it's <laughs> nice and it likes to keep it simple because you, a lot of people they they make the mistake as you said of, of just adding too much um, I know, but, it's been but, but, like, but like good, but like good tradesmen and things like that. I think that it's all about breaking it into its area, and and, and 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 each step you do, it's simple. You've done it right, and then you then have a really good piece of fish at the end. But I think that people become too adventurous at a dinner party. They want to show off, but but really, the best thing is actually keeping it simple and mastering the way of a good pan-fried piece of fish or or just uh, even cooking a piece of fish on your barbecue with the lid down or something like that. You don't even need foil and, and you don't even need to wrap a fish in foil. You don't, like, let's say it's a snapper. Well, let's say we don't even gut it. If it's a small little table fish, we'll throw that in the coals, cover it with coals, pull that out, dust off that, the skin comes off, the gut shrivel up, and then you've got a beautiful piece of um, snapper, and you just hit that with a little bit of lemon and salt and pepper. It's it's beautiful, and you suck the bones, and they've got they're juicy. So, yeah, we don't we don't really like we 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 go too far, but really in front of us is the most simplest of things of like whole fish, simple batters, and simple pan frying. And even when we're out back or anything like that, those techniques still should apply in terms of the quality of the end result that we're going to deliver to the table. Yeah. Beautiful work. Ado, really appreciate you coming on Real Adventures this morning and for all the work you do supporting the Geelong Footy Club. Thanks again, mate. Nah, thanks, Paddy. No worries. And I'll, I'll see you for lunch. I'll cook your lunch, what, Tuesday and Wednesday this week, isn't it? So. Yeah. Looking for, looking forward to that too, and I and I get an invite to that one. No too. worries, no, 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 you won't. I never miss those days. <laughs> Thanks, Ado. <laughs> Thanks for the chat, fellas. See you, Thanks, fellas. Mate. Bye. See ya. That was all aboard for Dometic Mobile Living Made Easy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.